0: Thanks for tuning in to the Banner Church Podcast, recorded live in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. For more information, visit banner.church today. Enjoy the message. How many of you are just thankful for Pastor Barry this morning? We love Pastor Barry and Candy, and they're joining on our team here, and all that that's meant really is we seek the more of God. Amen. You know, I like... I love buildings, I like storage, and I like having an office, Uh, but I love schools because by the nature of what they are, they demand that we come on a Sunday hungry for more than convenience. And so if you're seeking to live a life that's only explainable by the Holy Spirit, they're a great tool to remind us that uh, in the way that we operate. But I would say our new school has much more comfortable chairs <laughs> uh, so we uh we've loved being here at banner church hold on a second let me try to remember what my password is for my computer hold on <laughs> don't you love that you're trying to type one handed barry is the best john 3:16. oh there it was perfect now that got it see it was there all along uh, but we've loved our time here. We love this school. We're, I mean, that, that's the great thing, honestly. But having small groups all over the valley... Uh, is that we are able to engage with all kinds of communities all over the valley all during the week. We got small groups all the way out by GCU. I mean, we we have small groups everywhere down in, you know, Chandler Gilbert. We love that. This is an area that we love deeply and leadership that we love deeply. And so we've been very blessed to be here. Uh, If you follow us on social media or get our email to not your spam folder, uh, then you, or you've been here at church and you've been hearing us say, we're moving to a, a new school. And we're very excited for what that means for mission, also just, you know, for operating, but we've been very blessed to be here. And so you should see when uh, on your seat there was these cards, we have some touch cards here, we have some bigger cards you can give out to your neighbor, really encourage you don't just throw those in the garbage, take those and pray over those and we're going to believe together uh, for what the Lord is going to do as we step into a new place in a new gathering place uh, together. And so the 6th, that's next week. That's like our uh, soft launch. Someone's like, what's a soft launch? Can guests come? Yeah, everyone can come. Uh, We're just, that day, we're definitely going to be focused on, you know, what does it look like operating and and, and being here together? We're going to pray over the space together. But the 13th is where we're putting a lot of our efforts as far as guests is concerned. So if you're on a team, you'll be getting updates about it. All of our volunteers are going to be getting shirts, all kinds of stuff, just in preparation for that day. It's kind of like making your house ready. You know when you have people come over, you want your house to always be clean, but it's like a little extra clean when you have guests, just to show them that you care and you are prepared um, for them. So we're really excited. But something that I wanted to do as we're finishing out our last week in this building is honor somebody who's really important to us. And if you've ever rented from a school, you know Uh, that the people who are there when you're renting are really crucial. And I feel like God sent us this incredible angel of a person to not only partner, but to make life so beautiful for us, like beyond easy. I think she has made life just beautiful for us as a church to operate here in the heat of the summer. And like, we love her. And last week I was like, you better be coming with us because you're part of this church family now. And I think she is, but I wanted to honor, and I know she's not an upfront person, so I'm sorry ahead of time. I love you, but I want to Kathy Kathy could you come up come in yeah yeah So Kathy's our awesome uh, facilities person here, and has overseen everything. We have a we have a little gift for you. Dave wants to give you here. You got to hold it from. The, I was told hold it from the bottom because the handle is not strong. Uh, we got some of those orange tang rock stars in there because we know that you love them. <laughs> uh, but we're so thankful for you, and you're you're part of this family. Yes. Yeah. We're so thankful. So we just wanted just a prayer for you to say thank you. And I wanted everyone to see you and know you because as we go to the next places at church, like you're part of our family and we want to love on you. Uh, But can we pray for you? Awesome. Lord, we thank you for Kathy. Just what a blessing that she is and has been. And God, I pray you would just bless her and encourage her. We thank you that she's part of this church family. We thank you for the blessing that she is. And so I pray over her. I pray a joy and a peace in the Lord Jesus. As as the school year begins, God, and she's got all kinds of different things that she's doing, God, I pray that you would just continue the light and the joy we've seen would just pour out of her to everybody. God, we thank you that she is really someone who carries a banner of Jesus into these schools. And so we thank you for her. We pray a blessing in your name. Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. 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 Today I want to talk about raise the banner and uh, I'll I'll share a little bit you'll get some inside info on the name our church name is the banner and we didn't again I joke all the time we didn't pick that because we were stealing from the hospital My wife and I actually, before we even moved here, God really put that name on our heart. And it wasn't just because of the name, it was because of what it really represented. So I want to share a little bit, because I think that's so important as we head into this next season, that it's it's about mission, it's not about hype, it's about the movement of God, not the movement of man, and that we follow in what God wants to do. And so we're really believing that we're going to raise the banner of Jesus Christ, and I want to share a little bit about that today. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. How many of you have ever seen the movie, The Patriot? You guys seen this movie? Yeah. Mel Gibson, right? This was like one of my favorite movies. Now I'm a history buff and I love America. So that movie works for me, right? On a couple different levels. Um, right. Uh, depending on, I mean, it's got a lot for all kinds of people. It's got horses in it. If you're an animal lover, I mean, that works, right? So, uh, but I love that. I love that movie. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, but some it has some of the most poignant scenes, and as a father, like going back and watching those scenes, I think were really powerful. When I, before I had kids, and I watched it, I was like, "Yes, this is a great America movie." But now, as a father, going back and watching that movie, it just hits so different. And there's a collection of scenes that really did not mean as much to me that have meant so much more now. As I was rewatching it the other day, I was at Pair uh, Coffee Mesa and crying in front of my computer, and everyone was. Was looking at me like oh, okay cool that guy's weird you know there's just things that'll get me weepy the movie Rudy when my daughter does something cute and patriotic stuff right when the planes fly over everyone's up I, I just I get weepy right it's just it gets me that's who I am I'm sorry red-blooded American that's how it works uh <laughs> But in this movie, there's a scene where uh, after the death of his son, he goes back and he he sees this flag. He's wanting to give up, but he sees this flag that his son has mended. And in the mending of the flag, he he picks it up and he carries it on a pole and rides out in front of the army that's basically discouraged and exhausted and uh, frustrated. Because if you follow American history, you'll know we barely got this thing through the door, right? And even then, right? (laughs) Uh, it's been a unique ride as a country. And so there's a scene where he's riding along on the horse. But one of my favorite scenes then kind of along with that is when uh, they're fighting the big battle and the army, the inexperienced army of of, of of the colonists, the colonials, begins to flee in front of the much more experienced British army. And so they're fleeing and Mel Gibson is seeing all of these men just cut bait and run basically from the experienced British army and so he kind of has this moment as he's looking around and seeing it all fall apart in front of him and he grabs the flag right and he runs through right he, he you can't you can't shoot and hold the flags so you got to make a choice right He carries the banner all the way up and stands in this blown out building structure and begins to wave the banner, this flag that had been sown, this flag that had been repaired, right? This flag that stood for what they they were really fighting for and what they believed. And as he's waving this this banner over all these people, it becomes this rallying point where these young men who were terrified begin to turn and see it, and they see the confidence of the imagery of that flag and they begin to run back towards it and they 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 take the hill they win you know and so on and so forth but it's a powerful moment because he's totally unarmed And he's just like pushing people with the flagpole, which is not effective when other people have guns. So he's making a conscious choice to go up and to run amidst the enemies and go in and begin to proclaim and declare this spot is territory of this flag, of this banner, and what it represents. And I love that, I love the imagery because I'm, I think apostolic and prophetic in nature to think about taking the banner and a banner and a flag and all it stands for. And when everyone else is running away, you're running in and declaring what truth is. Because what really is a banner? A banner historically has been a symbol Right, when, when armies would come and they would raise a banner, they're raising a symbol of maybe a kingdom or a leader or a king or a people. So it could be the French or it could be Charlemagne or it could be uh, the Roman Empire, right? They would carry different banners and they were a, a rallying point for an army. If you were in a battle and it was chaotic, right? you would look for, okay, where's my flag? Where is, where is my symbol? And you would go to that symbol and that would be where your people were. That would be where the protection was. And if you went out as an army and you planted your flag, you were saying something, right? This place is ours. And so it was a symbol, a rallying point, but banners weren't just a symbol, they're also a standard. Somebody say standard. And when you carried that banner, you carried the standard of that kingdom. And so whatever that kingdom was known for, when they saw that banner, they would say, okay, that's the standard that's coming. So if you saw the banner of Rome and you were a Germanic people in that century, you would go, the standard is we should be afraid because they have the best army in the world and they're going to steamroll us, right? Right. It wasn't like, they're coming in peace. I'm sure it'll be fine. They probably want to trade baked goods and help us build aqueducts, right? That would have been convenient, right? If you guys remember the protests in Hong Kong, right, as China's coming in, right? What were they waving? They were waving American flags. We were burning them. They were waving them. They were like, help us, right? Like, help us. Because there was this idea of like, well, we'd still like democracy, flags have meaning so people raise them and they represent different standards it's not just an image it's not just colors there's a different standard and so anytime you talk about the standard of a human banner or a country it's profoundly complex so we're not here to talk about the imagery of human standards but i want to talk to you about a bigger and greater standard and a greater banner that we come under see israel As a nation understood banners, they understood nation, they understood tribe, they understood family. Because in Israel, when you would raise a banner, it would be the banner of a nation, the banner of a flag, the banner of your family. And so in Numbers 2, uh, God says the Israelites are to camp around the tent of meeting some distance, each of them under their standard, and holding the banners of their family. So it was really common language, this idea of raising or carrying a banner uh, that that represented a place that you would go, your people, uh, your protection, your power. But in Scripture, there's a really concerted effort to make the point that God is actually Israel's banner, that the thing that is lifted up over the nation of Israel is not just like a cool eagle on a piece of fabric, it's something greater than human imagery. So the tribes had their banners. They had symbols, different things for different tribes. So you know where to go. That's just functional, right? Much people wandering through the desert, fighting in the sand. I assume it gets dusty. You want a nice, bright banner that you can see. But there was a greater banner that is the Lord. In Exodus 17, it says, 1715, uh, it says that Moses built an altar. I'm sorry, I don't know why I pointed there. Moses built an altar. And called it the Lord is my banner. He called the altar Jehovah Nisi. People say, "Oh, is that, a, is that a different God?" No, he's giving a title to the Lord. He's recognizing a character of God. He's saying, "The Lord Jehovah is my banner. Nisi is my banner." Because for Israel, God was their rallying point, and God was their confidence in battle. Right, Just like a nation, when they would carry in uh, the, the standard of, I don't know, Rome or the, or the Syrians or whatever it might be, they would carry it in with the confidence saying, we're supported by this authority. So when you were one legion of Rome and you carried the banner in and, and things happened, people kind of knew, well, if we crush this legion of Rome, there are other legions because this isn't all of Rome. This isn't all of their power. They're representing a power and authority. Now the same thing's true with Israel. When they would go in, they would carry the banner, but importantly, they would carry the banner of God. And so because they would carry the banner of God, they carried his presence and his authority, which is greater than the presence and authority of Syria or Rome or anything like that, right? And so when they were um, under his banner, when they would carry his banner, they would carry God's presence, and because they carried his presence, they'd carry his authority. So that meant that the people of Israel, who were a nomadic tribe for 40 years, could go into the promised land, a land of demonic influence and power, a land of human strength, and they could be absolutely confident. Why? Because they were under the banner of God. Because his presence was with them. What I love about this is God was not, when he says he's the banner, when God has establishes the banner, he's not only a, a symbolic banner, he is the standard with which they would come under. How many of you guys have ever been to Ruth Chris, the steakhouse? You've been to Ruth Chris, like a good steakhouse? I remember, I've, I've only, I think I've only ever been one time. It was the weirdest thing. It was for pastor's appreciation. We were working for, uh, we were working for these pastors, and they said, hey, Our church doesn't really know what Pastor Appreciation Month is, so we save money. And then for Pastor Appreciation, we take ourselves out and buy a steak. I was like, I think that might be missing it. Uh, But I was like, I'll take the steak. So we went to Ruth Chris. And now I didn't have a standard, but I assumed uh, by how everyone was dressed and how I was told to dress that this was going to be a good steak. Right? Because if I'm wearing a suit coat, it better be quality. That's what I'm saying, right? Don't get me dressed up for like a Chili's level steak. Yeah, Applebee's, yeah. Uh So there's like a sense now that I have about Ruth Chris that there is a standard. So if I saw a Ruth Chris sign or I saw a steak in a box and it said Ruth Chris and I opened it up and it was let it was not that it did not meet that standard I would be surprised right if you went to Ruth Chris and they brought you out like just some hard almost boiled steak and they were like here you'd be like is this one of those prank shows right I, I gotta respond nicely or else I'm gonna end up on the news for harassing a waiter right because there's a standard that you're expecting because you see right the name every establishment has a standard when God comes into covenant with the people of Israel, He establishes them as a people that will proclaim His standard, or more importantly, proclaim His praise. In Isaiah 43, 21, He says, The people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. So Israel, as a nation, was created to glorify God. They were created to be a symbol of His glory, to be set apart, to be holy to declare who he is. And so God gave them the law as part of that covenant relationship. If you've ever read the Old Testament, and you're like, you know what, I was just told to start in Genesis, then I got to some weird bits about sacrificing doves and not eating this and not going here, right? That, that's the law portion that he gave. And you're like, why does this exist? Why is this here? Because the law was teaching the people how to live under the standard that they had been given to raise. And it's very confusing if you hold up a certain standard and you present a different stake, right? I'm holding up Ruth Chris, but I'm presenting to you hard lump of coal. I'm holding up the God who is good, but I'm presenting to you injustice. It's confusing. You can't have counterfeit banners, right? And so Israel was taught and supposed to live under that standard. And the story of the Old Testament is when Israel lived under that standard, they had success. When Israel lived under the standard of God in battle or in their life or as a nation, they had success. Right? They would like, they would seek God. They would seek him before they headed into battle. They said, God, what do you want us to do? And sometimes he'd tell them the craziest things, right? I want you to march around a city. I want you to like carry torches and pots and then break those pots after you've sent home most of your fighting force, right? All kinds of stuff. Sometimes he was like, just go in there and handle business. But they would seek God and then they would carry God into battle as their banner and sometimes literally with the Ark of the Covenant. And when God was honored, he would raise his banner against the nations, In Isaiah 13, he says, I've commanded those I prepared for battle. I've summoned my warrior to carry out my wrath, those who rejoice in my triumph. He's like, guys, we're doing this. You're under my banner. We're about to smoke some people. But here's the problem. When Israel was not under the standard of God, they failed. And they lost those battles. And they were taken into slavery. Or they were scattered. To the point that even in Jeremiah, God says he's rallying other nations under his banner against Israel. That's a bad sign. And he said, I'm bringing other nations against you because you refused to tear down the idols that were in your midst. And so what happens is idol worship sprang up and it tore down the standard of God. And he said, I'm not gonna let you raise my standard going into battle or raise my standard going out to your fields for provision or raise my standard going into the storeroom for wealth if you're tearing down my standard in your home, in your city, wherever you go, in your heart. And so Israel scattered. That kind of just sums up the whole Old Testament there. So you don't even need to read it. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Someone's going to clip that and use that on Instagram. I'm going to end up on one of those things. Ben, don't you dare. He's always sending me videos of pastors saying the wildest stuff. (laughs) I was joking. And I'm going to stand by it. You guys are my witnesses. Uh, But what I love is that God is gracious. How many of you are thankful that God is gracious and that God is merciful? And so because God is gracious and merciful— In the same way that he's putting judgment for what was done against his law, he establishes a Messiah who will come and who will be the new banner for his people. That his people who are scattered and exhausted and harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd will receive a banner who will come, who will be lifted up over them. And he says this in Isaiah 11.10. This one we do have right here. This is an important verse. It says, in that day, the root of Jesse. The root of Jesse is the, is the lineage of King David through who the Messiah is promised through. Because the son of Jesse is, take a guess. David. David. Thank you. One person went to GCU. David. There we go. <laughs> will stand as a banner for the peoples. It says, the nations will rally to him. And his resting place will be glorious. This is the promise here. That through the lineage of David is going to come a banner who will rally the scattered and helpless and hopeless people to him. And will give them rest. And a glorious rest. All these people who were helpless, all these people who were abused, all these people who were harassed will now be gathered and blessed. They will have peace. They will have protection. They will be a people. Where they were once not a people, they will be a people. That's why in Isaiah 62, he says, Pass through, pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up the highway. Remove the stones. Raise a banner for the nations. That's a prophecy. He says, get ready. Raise a banner. Prepare the way. John the Baptist, when he begins to call the people to repentance and preparation for the Messiah, he says, I'm the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Right? Make straight the way for the Lord. Make ready the way for the banner who's going to come. And this is so important because this goes into who we are and what we do, is that Jesus Christ is our banner. The root of Jesse, the lineage of David, the Messiah was sent to be the banner and that's Jesus Christ. And the purpose of Jesus was to gather the harassed, hurting, and helpless under him as Lord. First for the Jews, the people of Israel, and then for the Gentiles, the people who are not of Israel. That was his call. That's why in John 12, 32, when Jesus is talking about uh, his crucifixion, his death, he uses very specific words. How many of you know Jesus wasn't winging it? Right. So if Jesus said something and you're like, I wonder if that applied to something, it probably did. Because he didn't really say anything that didn't apply to anything. You're like, that's a interesting thought. I mean, you know, he'll work that out later. Right? He was prepared when he got here. He was ready, right? He listened to the Father and he spoke out. So in John 12, 32, it says this. He says, When and I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Now he's not just talking about his ascension here because this section he's very specifically talking about his death he says when i'm lifted up when i'm raised on the cross when i'm raised to life when i'm raised eventually to heaven in the ascension i will be the banner i will become the banner see it's not just about what he's doing it's about what he's becoming because the cross is the banner for the people it's an invitation to come under the standard of the cross. See, Jesus invites all people under the standard of the cross. That's the cool thing about Jesus. It does not matter your background, your tribe, your nation, your tongue. Jesus invites all people under the standard of the cross. See, sometimes as churches, we love one half of this. So some churches love this first line. Jesus invites all people which is awesome right because he does everybody you're like well what about this kind of person yep and some churches like under the standard of the cross because they understand the importance of repentance and life transformation that we need to walk in obedience to God but here's what's so cool about the church is we're called to be excited about both and to be a part of the insanely messy work of watching God do both in people's life. That God calls all people, but he calls them to what? That come as you are, sure. And then come under the standard of the cross. What does that mean? Because I don't want that, that to sound scary, like under the cross. It means that we repent of our sin, which leads to death. You lay down the thing that was gonna kill you anyways. And you receive freedom and power and new life. So you lay down the thing that's been poisoning your soul and will lead to death. And you receive from God as the Lord of your life, freedom and power and a new life. That's why our mission at Banner, right, is that all people, remember the first part? All people, all people can experience the freedom and the power of a new life in Jesus. That word that phrase new life. We pick that carefully. Because Jesus transforms, he doesn't just add. just I need to tell you if you're here because you're like I'm looking for a spiritual addition to your life that's a great starting point for some people who are like something's missing and I affirm that you're seeking and that your heart's seeking I love that and God loves that but I I'm just here to tell you 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 didn't know yet and now you do that that God has actually come to do something greater than you even expected which is he doesn't want to be an addition to your life he wants to be your life that you would be crucified to your old life and that you would be raised in his resurrection and scripture says the life I live is no longer in the body. It's in him who loved me. It says, die to sin and receive new life in love. The old life is gone. The new birth is here. See, every one of you this morning, whether you're here, or you're joining us online, every person can receive the freedom of new life. And there's two things that happen. We say freedom and power. And I know that word power is really like a buzzword lately, but it's the best word I could think of. And so we're sticking with it because I believe in those two things that happen when you receive new life. The first is freedom. Somebody say freedom. freedom. See, freedom comes through salvation. See, before Christ, all of us, we are a slave to sin and death and hell. Right, if, if I'm not walking in the new life of Christ, I'm walking into the old life that's leading me down a path that leads eventually to hell. Because I'm choosing to not walk in obedience to God. and walk in relationship and in the freedom and in the salvation of Him. I'm choosing instead to walk in the path of man and man's way and sin and rebellion against God. And because of that, I can't enter into the rest, the glorious rest of the banner. I'm over here separate. And therefore, I receive the wrath and the judgment for my sin. And I know that's not always the most encouraging to hear. But it is the most loving thing you can hear if you're trapped in that way. I don't like watching people drown. I don't like watching people die. And I don't like watching people poison themselves with sin. And neither does the Lord. He loved you too much for that. That's why he came to bring you freedom. When you discover Christ, man, it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. It's like a weight lifted off. It's not that you're not still walking through the trails and the rivers and the valleys of life. You're just not carrying that pack. I hiked. Anyone ever hiked to the bottom of the Grand you know, done Grand Canyon down and up? right? Has anyone done that? I did that. Uh, No one really explained what we were doing when I went to go do it. And they just said, we're camping. So I loaded up like Pacific Northwest style, which was all your gears meant to keep rain out. And it was so hot. (laughs) And I was not ready Arizona style, which is all your gears meant to hold water. And that's it. (laughs) And so I show up to the trip and we're ready to go down, and the guys are, the guys who are experienced are looking at my pack like I just came from the moon. And literally one of them in love is like, you can't do that, stop carrying this, right? That's loving. We, we think that loving is, man, I love you, whatever you wanna carry, I'll let you carry, and we just let people die on the hill. It's just love, it's not. And he starts taking stuff out of my bag, he's like, a tent, It's going to be 105 degrees. You're just going to lay on the ground and pray to God. That's what you're doing tonight. I was like, all right, well, take that out. (laughs) That was half my weight. And he's like, listen, I already got one of those uh, rocket things. You can just use mine. It boils water in four and a half seconds. You can leave that here. We just start taking stuff out, right? Because that's what freedom is. Freedom isn't putting a yoke on. Freedom is receiving the yoke of freedom. When it says that we're yoked with Christ, it's like, why would we not trust that he's got it? (laughs) Like, he's carrying the weight. When my son is yoked with me and we're carrying something, who's actually carrying it? me (laughs) there's freedom but there's also power what i mean by power i mean that you would be filled with the holy spirit and that you would have power and authority and anointing to operate in the supernatural and see miracles in your life and in your city that you would come under the banner of Jesus Christ and be filled with the Spirit and seek the gifts that come to the Holy Spirit and to not not operate in the flesh in what you see, but to operate according to what God says and read the book of Acts and see what people full of the Spirit did, that they walked up to people and they began to believe in God for healing and they saw it. That's the power. It's not your power. It's not dominion over others. It's being full of what God created you to be full of he made you a vessel he's just been waiting for you to pour out that other junk so he could fill you up with what he created you to carry right you were created to carry be a carrier of the holy spirit my kids have this horrible habit of putting things that don't belong in containers in containers and it's it bothers me to my core right it's like mac and cheese doesn't belong in a fanny pack right right it's not that mac and cheese isn't good. I'm a big Mac fan. It just doesn't belong in that. It's not that the things you filled your life up with aren't good. It's just not the thing he's called you to be full of. He's called you to be full of the Spirit. So when you come under his banner, under his standard, you walk in the freedom and the power of that banner. Hear me, church. You are a banner carrier. You're a banner carrier. See, believers, when you come under the knowledge of Christ, when you, when you step into that relationship, maybe some of you, for the first time today, you're going to say yes to Jesus. You're a banner carrier. And you're like, well, I don't, know if, I don't know if I have that much authority or knowledge. It's not about you. It's about what that banner represents. It's just, just keep lifting that up. Keep lifting that. I'm not perfect. If people really know what I've come from in my past, they would say, they, that guy shouldn't be carrying the banner. It's not about the banner carrier. It's about the banner. See, to come under the banner, you have to have a new life. You can't have competing banners. I think we'd all be shocked if we were watching the news and we saw a truck di- driving down the road with a North and South Korea flag on it. Right? It'd <laughs> be shocking. You can't have knockoff banners either. It's like, well, it looks kind of like it. Right? I have some friends who are really into shoes. And their ability, like my brother Dave, their ability to notice when a shoe is a knockoff will be like 150 feet away. We are at a baseball game. Dave's like, look at those knockoff shoes. I'm like, what? There's a thousand people here. What? Like, yeah, the swoosh is on the, it's upside. I'm like, it is upside down. That's right. That's, it says, it says nuke instead of Nike. <laughs> His ability, right? Because you know what a knockoff is, right? It's like, well, I got close, but this is my version. Like we don't need knockoff banners, we need the banner. Why? Because just like knockoff shoes are worthless, knockoff banners are worthless, they don't set anybody free. We're sent by Christ to carry the standard and the authority of him. That's encouraging. See fake religion carrying that, that doesn't encourage us. What's the point? It's a waste. Go home. But the presence of God at work in our life, that's worth carrying. That's worth being inconvenienced for. That's worth driving a little longer, sitting, setting up for church. That's worth Why? Because that's worth going out in the streets even when it's hot. Why? Because there's an authority. There's a standard. There's a joy there. In Matthew 10, Jesus called his 12 disciples in, to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits. And authority to heal every disease. And authority to heal sickness. And then in Matthew 28 says Jesus said to him all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go meaning take my authority and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age and in Acts 1 8 He says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will now, why? Because of my authority that rests on you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Do you understand this morning? that God has called you to be a banner carrier, that you would be full of freedom and power of the Holy Spirit, and that you would carry the standard of God, not you, not your past, not your struggles, not your imperfection, but the glory of God everywhere you go. Band, you can come on. Banner, here's my last point. You ready? Carry the banner. Someone just needs to hear this today. It's time to carry the banner of Jesus Christ. There is not an excuse you could make when it comes to your ability or your anointing that Scripture would not wipe away. We're all gifted. I'm just, that's not my gifting. He, scripture says we're all gifted differently. Well, I just don't know if I'm equipped for it. He says, I've already anointed, I've already prepared it for you. Well, I don't know if it's the right season. He's like, there's a season for everything. You, <laughs> there's something. But I want to encourage you, you're anointed. You're an anointed. Some of you are more anointed than you know. You don't even know you're anointed. Maybe that's just because leadership wanted to be in power over you, so they didn't want you to recognize that you had power. But I'm just here to tell you, you're anointed. You're anointed by God. You're like, I don't fully understand my anointing. Me neither. And I spend a lot of time learning. Turns out every time I learn more, there's more to learn. You're anointed. You're anointed. Carry the banner. Hear me, church, carry the banner of Jesus. You were created to do it. Man, pray for the sick and believe that they'll be healed. Be surprised by the Holy Spirit. Some of you, he's like, I would love to surprise you. Just set up the party set up the time, go out, encounter the person. It's like, I can't even surprise you. There's, you know everything in your life. You're like, Lord, show me the way. And he's like, but you've, you've already kind of jammed it in here in this box. And he's like, listen, just, just reach out. Like, well, what if I fail? He's like, listen, it's not you, it's me anyways. It's good. Maybe it's good that you fail so that you don't succeed too many times that you start taking the credit. Sometimes I think that we reach out and fail because God's like, hey, remember, it's not about you. Pray for the sick, church. You're anointed to do it. Pray for healing. You're anointed to do it. Go out and command spirits to flee. You're anointed to do it. He's given you the authority, and he's not said he's taken it back in the word of God. Carry the banner. Go out and love the broken. Go out and love the hurting. Go out and love people who don't give you anything, but you give them the thing that changes everything that is Jesus Christ. Go out and reach the lost and the hopeless and the harassed. Banner, Church carry the banner, banner carry the banner. There we go, it works, it's a good name for a church. Go out to those who are in need. Because honestly, they're probably right next door to you. You probably don't have to go far. They're already at the gym. They're already at the grocery store. You're anointed carry that anointing carry that banner i think of that scene in, in the patriot and I, th- I think about it often as we go forward as a church people say well, we get the battle lines clear and know everything no, no no we're picking up the banner and we're running forward into enemy territory spiritually to say here is jesus Here's Jesus, right? I think of that where he picks up the flag and he runs and everyone's fleeing and everyone's running and everyone's hiding and and almost ashamed. You see it in the sense of like everything's crumbling. He says, no, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to carry this flag for us. We need to carry that flag into our schools. When everyone's running away saying, we're, we're out of here. We're done with into our cities where people are saying, we're done with this. We're just going to go with a city. That's exactly the way I want to be. And and it tells me exactly what we're like. No, we're going into every city. They would encounter the love of Jesus Christ. We want to carry it into our job, right? To raise the banner of Jesus Christ. Everyone's fleeing. They're like, you know what? We don't like that person. And they're, they're, they're so hard. And, And yet we carry the banner in and we sit down with them around a table at lunch. And we say, man, what's going on in your life? What's happening? And they say, man, my marriage is falling apart. I felt hopeless. I wanted to end my life. And all of a sudden, the person who we don't even understand how they got the job there, we're so irate at them. All of a sudden, we're leading them into the kingdom. Why? Because when everyone else ran away and they had rifles, we ran in just holding the banner of Christ. Man, Holy Spirit, come embolden us right now to carry your banner. Come embolden us right now, Holy Spirit. Come give us the joy. It's a joyful life, God. If we don't see that as a joyful life, would you just show us right now, Holy Spirit, it is a joyful life to love our neighbor. It's a joyful life to carry the banner of Jesus into our families. And when a nation, when they would look in battle and they'd look at the banner, they'd feel confident because they had authority. Israel, when they would go into battle, and God was their banner. They were confident because the power and the authority of God. I want to encourage you today. Look at Jesus as the banner, and you can be confident that his power and his authority is with you. I want to pray for you this morning. Here's how we're going to end. Would you stand with me? Believe the Lord, you know, when, as we as we speak and as we have different messages, he, he leads me to really encourage in a different way. Sometimes it's a call to repentance. Sometimes it's uh it's a crossing over, whatever it might be. And so really praying, Lord, as we as we engage with this as, as our banner. What are, what are you calling us to do? And I really felt like the Lord wanted me to encourage you today and commission you today. Maybe some of you already do this. But man, if for those of you who do it, you're like, man, it gets it gets tiring. But to be renewed and be encouraged. But today, I just wanna I want to commission you and have our team pray for you. If you're in that space where you're saying, Lord, I want to carry Your banner, the banner of hope, the banner of life, the banner of Jesus. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know where it's gonna be. I don't know how that's gonna operate. But I'm just saying, Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, embolden me to carry Your banner into my work, into my home, whatever it might be. And I feel like this morning, I'm just here to, to pray for you and to commission you in that work. And I and I trust the Holy Spirit. And so here's what I wanna do. It's a little, it's similar today, but I just, if that's you and you're in that place, you're like, God, would you embolden me to carry your banner? Would you just come up and line up here and I wanna pray for you real good. If you're saying this morning, God, would you embolden me to be somebody who carries your banner? Go ahead and come up right now and I'm just gonna pray for you. I just wanna, just commission you by the laying on of hands. Scripture tells us to do that. I just want to encourage you this morning. So come over here if you could. You're just feeling that specific heart posture. I feel like there's there's a different, you know, way that God's speaking every day. But for those who are feeling that, I just want to do that this morning. And as I pray for you, I just, I'll just... Once I pray for you, I'm just going to release you because the band's going to be playing. You can you can worship or you can head back to your seat. And I'm in fact I'm going to invite uh, Pastor Barry, Candy, and Sheila as well to if if you'd like prayer um, that that they'll be right right up here. If you want to come up and just pray with them as well, okay? I just want to make sure. So here's what we do. I'm just going to invite the band. And would you just put yourself in a posture, maybe just to lift your hands or open your hands, whatever it is. Just begin to pray, Holy Spirit. I pray right now that you would embolden me, strengthen me, encourage me to carry the banner of Jesus Christ. Maybe it's something you already do, but you're like, God, just renew me, bring great connections. I'm stepping out in a new way. Maybe there's another level of of connections that God is giving you. Maybe for you, it's in your family and you're like, God, my family is kind of a difficult battleground. And it's like, Lord, help me, help me right now. Maybe for you, there's some fear. And so you're just praying. So I wanna, I wanna pray for you this morning. The band's gonna lead us. Holy Spirit, just pray right now, your presence here. As we pray for every single person, I just pray right now in their heart, we say, Holy Spirit, fill me, strengthen me that i be a banner carrier. Give me vision right now. Stay right where you are. I'm going to come pray for you right now. Thank you for listening to the Banner Church Podcast. We hope this message was impactful for you. Check the episode notes to visit our website, follow us on social media, and subscribe to our podcast. We'll see you again next week.